0: Hello, my sweet friends, I feel so fortunate that you're joining me for season two of the failing awesomely podcast. My hope is that you can find encouragement while listening to my personal stories of overcoming life's obstacles, whether you're chasing big dreams or just trying to make it through the day as a mama of little ones. I'm excited to bring my friends along to inspire you with their stories as well. Let's empower one another to stop selling ourselves short stop the negative self-talk, and focus on what makes us awesome, because we all are. We are all fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of God, and it's time we start believing that. Y'all, thank you for taking a little time out of your day to listen to Failing Awesomely. I'm your host, Lindsay Garcia, and I'm so excited to share my interview with one of my best friends, Rachel Bradshaw. Rachel is an incredible singer and one of my favorite songwriters. She is the daughter of the one and only Terry Bradshaw and star of the new hit reality show, The Bradshaw Bunch, on E! On today's episode, we talk about how we met on another reality show over 14 years ago when we both lived in Nashville. Rachel shares her story of huge success in the music industry and being on top of the world, only to go through one of the greatest losses any of us could ever experience. She talks about leaving Nashville and music altogether to come home to Texas and start over. The beauty in all of this is that she found healing with her family and new purpose as she found her way back to making music, this time completely her way and on her terms. Please welcome my beautiful friend Rachel to the show. Say what you want, all I hear is la da, Rachel, my sweet. My sweet, sweet friend, I'm just so fortunate that you took some time to be on the show today. You know, we've been friends. Did you know this? We've been friends for 14 years.
1: Linz, I've known you since I was like 19, maybe. Yep. Are we, mm-hmm. I'm 33. Are you uh, my age? 35.
0: No. Okay. You were a couple You're, years older. So yep. yeah. You were I 19. You for, forever. Isn't yeah. that crazy? Yes, we so were. Crazy. we're we were We kind of, I know and we were kind of talking about this a little bit before we started, but we, we met on a reality show <laughs> called yes, Nashville <laughs> that no one saw.
1: <laughs> it was on Fox on, uh, aired at Friday night, it said 9. PM. So who the heck is staying at home?
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> we are doomed for failure. I know, but, but-
0: good friends out of it. We all, I still keep in ta- contact with a few of them. Exactly. And you, I think we all made some sort of connection. Like we, we kept up with our friendships, like we gained friendships, but we also did get something for our careers out of it a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We so, did. We, we made yeah. a splash
1: in Nashville. I mean, heck me and Jamie Johnson just did a duet and that I'm releasing this summer oh. and it's crazy. like, and I, he was on our show. That's how I met Jamie. So it's yep. crazy. how That all comes
0: full circle. It's funny. Sometimes I forget that Jamie was on it. I like totally
1: yeah. forget because he's like a legend, and he, you know, his he didn't need a TV show. He just no. kind of he then like got a record deal and became this like you know Grammy winning. I'm like, whoa! He definitely didn't belong on a reality show.
0: No, he did not. But we were fortunate enough to get to meet him and get to do it with him, so yeah. that was awesome. But the one thing. That I have always admired about you and that I loved since day one of meeting you is you have this drive and this work ethic that is so inspiring and you want nothing handed to you. You work so incredibly hard. You make your own connections. You do your thing. And I know that you've learned that from both your mom and your dad. Your mom is like this like fierce spitball. <laughs> like, but she's the kindest and most down to earth person as well, Charla. And your dad is just this big huge personality that everybody knows. Everybody knows who Terry is. And what I love is that they raised you to do it on your own. And I've always admired that about you. So when you, after the show, you dove into songwriting, you dove into singing. And I know that because I lived with you during this time, you wrote What Do You Want with Jared Neiman and sang on that with him. And that became yeah. a top hit. So I I remember that time. We lived together actually during that time. So yeah. I I remember what this was like, but But tell everybody who's listening, what, what was that like for you to kind of, I feel like that was the first I made it moment.
1: Yeah. Growing up, you know, we were definitely very blessed, but my parents instilled very strictly, Hey, look, this all can come and go. What we want you to leave the house at 18, 19. And we want you to have, we want you to make your own way. You know, you already have people think that just because I have a famous last name and I have a famous dad. That you were just in and things are easy. It actually is the complete opposite. People would think you don't have work ethic. People don't give you a record deal because of that. They they think you've been handed everything. And so I have to work double, triple as hard as the average person just to prove myself. And so I knew that going when I was in Nashville, like I knew that that was going to be a struggle. Um, but then I started I, I would go, we would go to Tin Roof. That was like the go-to spot to meet people. It's a local, very famous Nashville, you know, bar and grill place. But I went, I started to meet, you know, Jared Neiman and Jamie Johnston and Dallas Davidson and all these guys and become friends with them. And then Jared and I started writing together and we were like brother, sister. And then um, he's like, I got a record deal. And so, but you know, everyone gets record deals. So I didn't think anything yeah. of it. And then his first song, Lover Lover, went shot to number one. And then he called and was like, Rachel, I want to release what do you want? And I want you to be in the music video. And I was like, okay. And I really didn't I still think much of it. And then sure enough, every, like, I think it went number two for, for a minute. What do you want to yeah, do? Very well? But yeah, it was huge. And it was, um, it was, I was on top of the world. I was really excited But I think I think, too, which we can talk about in a little bit when I it's like I landed in Nashville. I was in college at Belmont. I was working my butt off. We immediately got this TV show you and I did for for um, called Nashville. Then I got a number one song. It was all kind of happened. It was like a lot at the same time. And I got a little spoiled. I thought, oh, this is easy. I got this like, please. And then it it (laughs) came really, really hard, which an addition let like led me back, back home um, down the road.
0: It, it was incredible. And it was so cool getting to see that and be a part of it with you in a way. I mean, and, and I feel like things kind of spiraled from there. I mean, you had like one or two record deals though, didn't you at one point?
1: I had a bunch of publishing deals. Okay. Was um, publishing deals. I around a lot with publishing. And then I did get a record deal, um, tied in with the publishing deal at, um, bigger picture, which was, um, like Zach Brown was on there, Chris yeah. Jansen. There was um a bunch of us on that label and that eventually folded, but yeah, I did have um I had a bunch of contracts when I was in Nashville.
0: You did so much. You um you you were, you really were on top of the world. You fell in love, you got married, you did all the things. And being being your friend, I am immensely protective of you and your feelings. So I do want to acknowledge that you went through like the greatest tragedy ever, really. Like people that suddenly people, people just don't experience and not, not a lot of people experience that, but that absolutely affected everything in your life. And I, I know that I, I know from being with you, um, but acknowledging that and with whatever you're comfortable with sharing, what ultimately, made the decision for you that you needed to just back away, leave music, leave Nashville, go back to Texas and start a a new life essentially?
1: Yeah, I was, um, we got married and, um, we fell in love very quickly, got married. And then, you know, a couple of months later, you know, um, my late husband passed away in a horrible car accident. And I, I'm a very strong person and I wear, um, I I wear this like tough exterior, you know, vibe about me. And, you know, you would think that I I, I'm just okay. And I, I was a little fake with myself for a long time. I wasn't healing properly and I dug right into music again. I got in a band with some friends, um, which you were really good. You know, we were, we could have done a lot of great things, but I was really cloudy headed and, Um, For a couple of years after that happened, I just couldn't get it together. I just couldn't. It's like every street that I drove down, every restaurant that I went to, the people, I hated the people because they reminded me of tragedy. And so this was a me thing. And I didn't want to, I wasn't in therapy. I was like, you know, I just had this epiphany one day. I was like, I don't want to do the band thing. I don't want to do music ever again. I was so angry at the world. You know, rightfully so. I just didn't know how to cope at that at twenty seven with something like that, yeah. and so. Um, but I did stick it out as long as I could, and then I decided, you know what, I need to go home. I need to go back to Texas. Um, everyone deals with with tragedy differently. I wasn't dealing with it in a healthy way, um, just partying too much and trying to forget that what was going on and I wasn't dealing with anything, honestly. So I moved back to Texas to be with my family. That was the number one medicine for me. And I knew I needed to go back to Texas. I needed to reinvent myself. I need to dive into a different career that's gonna challenge me because I love to work and I love to be successful but it couldn't be with music at that time. I didn't have passion for it anymore. And um, then I got into major therapy. And so I, since I've hit like landed in Texas from the past three years, I have done the work. I have been to all the therapy and been around my family and um, the pandemic hit and our family got our TV shows. So we were filming and they were like, so you just never want to sing again. And I was like, I hate Nashville. I hate, I just have this hatred about it. And then I started to write again during COVID. I was so bored and I was so single and I was like, what am I going to do every day? And so I wrote a whole record, which I'll release in the summer. I wrote this whole record by myself and it's pretty great, but um, that's kind of, you know, been the the short version of all of that.
0: And I love it so much. I was so happy to hear that from watching the show and and from you and it's it's just so amazing. I'm so glad that through the help of your family, you you came back to that. You came back to that first love because Rachel, you're so good at it. You your voice oh, is incredible. Your songwriting is amazing. Seriously, you're one of my favorite songwriters.
1: Oh, Liz! No, for you. real.
0: For Liz, you're
1: Oh my god,
0: we we had our time. It, <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> but you released so at the end of last year, you released Wild Horse. Mm-hmm. Aphrodite, and yeah. what makes Christmas? Yeah. From after that, did you launch? Uh, did you release Wild Horse at the at the finale? Is that when that happened, or shortly around the I, of Bradshaw bunch?
1: I did. I I was like, you know, if we're gonna be on, if I have this huge platform, I'm gonna release it while we're on TV. It just just is appropriate and makes sense. And um, and Wild Horse did really really well, and then Aphrodite did really well too. But I mean, this was just me having fun releasing songs that I'd written by myself and I'm not tied to any label or publishing. And so yeah, I did release it during the
0: finale. And isn't that the best, isn't that the best to release something that you just have full control over? Like what's, what's the dynamic from the, the Nashville that I knew, like the music business that I knew versus like what you're able to do now. Cause I feel like it's totally changed. It's totally different.
1: It couldn't be more opposite than when you and I moved at our age um, because now you've got streaming and you've got all these different, you know, you've got all these different out- outlets to per- to release music. You don't have to have a record deal. You don't have to be signed to some big fancy schmancy label. I mean, granted there are different perks that come with, you know, a big powerhouse label, but like people do it on their own all the time and are making great money and they're successful and happy and they're not having to abide by any rules. I I'm just releasing music for it's fun for the first time in my whole life. It's actually enjoyable. I really don't care what anyone thinks. I'm not, I'm not even looking at radio, I don't care to be on the radio. I mean, great. If things happen, happen, they happen, but I have so many outlets that I'm exploring other than music that keep me very busy. And so, you know, I, I'll always be musical and write and I, I'm looking into getting a publishing deal right now. Cause I do always want to keep my writing freshened up, but yeah. like, it's just, it's very enjoyable to just do it for yourself. And then if people love it, that's even, a, that's a plus if they don't, then no skin off my back. You know, I didn't, it's just, I'm just releasing yeah. it to enjoy it.
0: That sounds so freeing. <laughs> like,
1: Oh my gosh. I, feel this, I, and then when I start, when the show, um, when the show aired and I was musical again, I was ready to revisit my life. I, I had escaped Nashville in a, in a sense, and I wanted to go back and face, face that city again. Ooh. And when I went back, it was this past September and I knew that I was healed. I was like, so happy i got back with all my old friends i literally just picked life back up from i felt that rejuvenation of when i was 20 years old in nashville that excitement of the city and the vibe of the people and the work ethic and i hadn't felt that in years and so yeah. when i went back at september i was like wow okay this is like this is it i definitely i'm good like i want to come back
0: that makes me so happy to hear that because you deserve to feel that way again and you deserve that healing, you deserve the success. Not that you're even doing it for success, but you deserve that because you've worked so hard, you've you are so talented and I'm I'm just so happy for you. I really truly am. But let's let's back up to how how did the show come about? Like who who decided that were you um approached by a producer or or how did that happen?
1: So, we did um My dad did a reality show called Better Late Than Never. I think it was on NBC.
0: It's hilarious. and
1: So funny. The producer, his name is Jason Ehrlich. So dad did a few seasons of Better Late Than Never. And then then, um, Jason and dad just stayed very, very close friends. So we're all in LA and we're filming Celebrity Family Feud. Oh, yeah. Jason Jason lives in LA. And he was like, I want to take you guys to dinner afterwards. He came to the set, watched Family Feud. And um, so we're in this we won family feud. We're at this really cool dinner. And he's like, I'd like to make a toast. And so he stands up. I don't, we don't know, Jason, we've just met him. And he said, I talked to Terry and I have this vision. I have a vision for the Bradshaw family. All of you are so funny together and I've gotten to witness um, you you all together a few times. And it's just, it has to be on TV. I want to pitch this show to E and he said, that's the only place that this show belongs is on E and we're all like, we had our wine and it was late. We were tired. We're like, sure, yeah, this is great. <laughs> Not thinking at all what is about to happen to us. And so a month goes by and he's like, all right, he's paid for the pilot. So we're going to come out, we're going to film the pilot. And we're like, okay, cool, sure. We do the pilot. It was like a couple of days. And there's a lot of people there. I mean, people. I don't think people realize, I mean, you do, but what it takes to go into a reality show. I mean,
0: there's it's like insane.
1: It's insane. It's like a movie set. There's 40 plus people on the crew. There's a lot going on. And so I had kind of visited that world, but the whole family had it. And so we were like, whoa, this is a lot of stuff going on. But anyway, we did the pilot and then we got a call like a month later. All right, we have a TV show. We're going to call it The Bradshaw Bunch. 10 episodes on E! So we're like, all right, let's go. So then we start filming and then the pandemic hit. And we're literally halfway into filming and we had to take a, I don't know, three month break because Warner brothers owns NBC umbrella who owns E and they were, they were not, I mean, it's such a liability to start filming again with, being in, you know, with COVID and stuff. So we carefully got back into it, but we couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't do anything. So we were literally stuck at the ranch, just creating, you know, scenarios. We do, I mean, we, we pulled it out. We pulled it off pretty, pretty well, but I mean, it was definitely a challenge. This season is so much more fun. We're getting to like travel and we get to do stuff. And I think this season one was really, really cute and it was very successful, but I think season two is going to be a whole different ball game. I'm um, so
0: pumped to see it. When are, yeah. when is it going to be released?
1: I believe it's going to be in August. I think the first week oh. of August, we're still, there's the Olympics and then they're, they're waiting for the Olympics to, to, um, to be over until the Bradshaw Bunch gets, um, season two out. So That's I think it'll be like awesome.
0: Yeah, That's awesome. How, um, What's what's it like for Aaron? I mean, I know that she, <laughs> she was in the spotlight internationally with, with showing horses, but that's so what's this been like for her? I mean, being on camera and everything, she's she's great. I her personality shines through, but
1: Aaron is so not into all of this at first. At first, she was like What? I don't, she was just not into it. And it's hard to get people all excited about it because it's very invasive. You know, I know what a a successful TV show can do for people's careers. I've seen friends of mine that have now empires because of a TV show and I was all about it. I'm like, I'm all about this. But Aaron's like, well, I already have my horses and I'm already successful. And what do I need this show for? And then she's after season one aired, she started seeing the benefits and how close our family, you know, we were already very close, but we just were like this, you know, super, super close now. And we got to spend time with our dad, you know, time that we've never gotten to spend ever with our dad. So that was really special. And then now she's like a pro now it's hysterical. She's like, let's film everyone. Get ready. And I'm like, who are you? Okay. (laughs) Calm down. But I love that she loves it because, you know, it takes people a minute to get warmed up to this world. This is not an easy world. It's a very invasive cameras in your face all day, every day, exhausting. I don't think people realize how much time, I mean, I'm doing 12 hour days, some days and, you know, doing multiple things. So we're changing outfits and I know it sounds silly, but it really is a lot of work. And so, you know, you got to really be into it to give it your all on the camera and um, be yourself as well.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. What does your mom? Think of the show? (laughs)
1: My mom is such a fan of our TV show the other day. I, or when the show is airing season one, It was on her DVR and I go, do you record our show? She goes, oh my gosh, I have watch parties every Thursday. I love the show. It is so much fun to watch my girls. I mean, my mom is, she is all about it. It's hysterical.
0: I figured she would be because she's your biggest cheerleader and she's, she's amazing. I love your mom. She's just, she's so kind and down to earth, but she's also so fierce, which I know you get all of those qualities from her. And then your hard work ethic you get from both your dad and your mom, and you're just so awesome. And, um, I'm so, so looking forward to watching season two, but what's next for you now And what's next? I mean, I mean, do you have kind of like a timeline of stuff coming up? Like once it airs again, like what, what's, what's next for you?
1: So I've got, I have a bunch of irons in the fire. Um, I will be announcing something probably in the next week, but I just, I just, um, I'm doing a huge partnership that I'm very excited about. I'll be releasing my entire record in July. I, I'm sorry, when the show airs. So the very beginning of August, I'll be releasing the whole thing, um, which is very exciting. I've got a few more business ventures that I have been working on that um, are seeing like they're coming to a close where I can actually talk about it that I'm very I'm not just going to put my name on stuff to get a paycheck. This is stuff that I've been passionate about for years and years and years. And now I've got a platform where I can, I can make stuff happen that I probably wouldn't have been able to before um, or would have just taken a, a way longer of a journey to make stuff happen. But um, there's a lot of exciting stuff coming up. And we don't wrap until June. So the minute where we wrap, where we wrap I still have a couple more months of a lot of filming and then you're still
0: filming now.
1: Yeah. So we started filming three weeks ago and then we wrap mid June. So we've got a way, we've
0: got a ways to go. That is so much filming. Oh my gosh. But I, I know you guys have a blast. We have a
1: blast and they've taken us on a few really great trips or a couple really great trips. We have a lot more planned. Like we're going to do a big Nashville trip. So there's a lot of fun stuff that, that we're getting to do, which makes that not so lengthy feeling, but it's definitely, um, I do get a week break. We get one dark week where we're not filming and I'm probably going to go to Nashville.
0: How oh, awesome. If you guys ever want to come to Amish country, you just let me know. Oh my
1: gosh. I did a show where you, I did a show in Amish country and i have never it was unbelievable i i saw like horse and buggies and oh, i yeah. could stop staring i was like this is the coolest i've never seen anything like this before it's so crazy
0: that's an everyday occurrence in these parts really oh my yeah. gosh yeah especially i mean now that it's like easter weekend we're recording this easter you know easter weekend it's friday good friday today when we're recording right. this i mean horse and buggies are out there going everywhere, visiting people, cooking up stuff. Like, yeah, you can't, you can't get anywhere right now. Oh,
1: amazing. I would love to come visit. I owe you a visit anyways.
0: You would love it. And I would love having you, but oh my gosh, that's I need a plan when we're I, done. I would love that. Definitely for sure. That would be so much fun. We would have a blast. We, you and David always have the best time. We, we try. <laughs> now that yeah. we're, we're old, we're old parents now,
1: <laughs> but I feel like when me and you and David all get together, we're like this trio. We always have the best time.
0: We really did. And speaking of my husband, I, I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but I met him because of you. Yeah. You...
1: <laughs> David was our roommate. And I think we found him on Facebook or something. It and was then Craigslist. We you were best friends. So you were com- Craigslist. That's right. And so you were always at the house, you know, hanging out with us. And then all of a sudden I start seeing, I'm like, is Lindsay in David's room? And y'all are like best friends. And I'm like, huh? Did Lindsay spend the night, What room did Lindsay spend And we had a house full of people. It was like me, you, Eddie. There was like, yep. y'all, there were six people that lived in this house and we all had a boyfriend or a girlfriend and, and we would always have friends over those were honestly the best times in my life
0: it was it was the best time we had the coolest house everybody wanted to come to our house it our was house was time. so cool we had yes. this
1: amazing house and we obviously none of us could afford it so we packed like seven people in there and so we all just <laughs> split the bill and then we all just had like the memories that we created were just uh, and remember when we would watch Jersey Shore. That was super popular. That was when, like Jersey Shore was like, the hit show. We'd always have Jersey Shore nights.
0: <laughs> yes, that uh, and The Bachelor or Bachelorette. We would all watch all together, drink wine, have a good time. We had that big fireplace out back. Yes, yes. in that port area. Oh my gosh! But yeah, but so Rachel, originally you and me and Carrie were going to get a place together, and then we right. found this house. And we're like, well, we need more people. So we found can't this. Eddie <laughs> and Sarah. And I remember what I decided mean? and well, Courtney eventually I think moved in. Eventually,
1: that's there right, were,
0: yeah. yeah. There were so many people that lived in the, that ended up living in this house. Um, but I remember I told you, I think I told you and Sarah I sat you guys down. I was like, Hey, I'm really thinking that I want to buy my first house. And this was like, end of June of whatever year, I don't even know what year, but this was like the end of June. And like then by the next day, you guys had put out a Craigslist ad for my room and David answered <laughs> it. And then you guys met up with him or he met up with you somewhere for like the 4th of July. And you were like this guy, you and Sarah and Courtney said, this guy needs to come see your room. He's, he's going to, Come take your room, and I remember I was like, "What is going on? This is crazy. <laughs> But obviously, he came to see it, and I was like, "Okay, I guess he's all right." And well,
1: he, everyone thought he was hot, and I was like, "Guys, we're, we cannot hit on our roommate. Like, we've got to establish house rules." <laughs> and I think Sarah was like, "He's so hot," and I was like, "No, we can't do this. We cannot have like, you know." And thank God, David like traveled all the time with Southwest, and so he wasn't home that much, but. Yeah, it was really funny. And then oh, so funny. you guys started hanging out. And then it's like, now y'all are married with two kids. Like, it's just so crazy.
0: I know. It is so crazy. So I have you to thank for my Craigslist husband. I appreciate it. I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate you for giving me the life that I have now.
1: Oh, you are so welcome. <laughs> if you like to return the favor.
0: <laughs> I'm just going to make a Craigslist ad for you. Do they still do that now? You
1: know what? Make, make it, uh, I keep, I keep going on dates with like the weirdest people. So it's, you know, just you take the reins.
0: We need to set, we'll, we'll set you up with a, with a good, um, with a good Amish guy up here.
1: Yes. I totally could rock a horse and buggy. You know me.
0: <laughs> well, girl, oh, yeah. I am so grateful to you that you took some time out of your busy, crazy days to record with me and to come on here. It was so good catching up. We have to do this way more often because, as you know, you know, when adulthood happens and you, you're living completely separate lives, other places, just time goes by, but you are seriously one of my best friends. I have always, always, always cherished our friendship and i'm going to tell this story real quick and then i'll let you go but i was i was talking to a girlfriend of mine and we were talking about how friendships are so are so difficult and everybody is kind of like out for themselves sometimes and you know we just kind of live in a selfish world and i told her this story about you because we there was a night that you asked me to come downtown to hang out with you. And then I I had no idea that your phone had died. So I'm going downtown. I'm trying to find you. I'm going up and down Broadway. Like, where is she? And I am ticked off. And so I took, I don't even think, no, Uber was not a thing. So I took we a cab. We didn't have Uber.
1: I think I had like a Blackberry. We didn't have an iPhone. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, no. No, we did not have iPhones. Like flip phones. Yep. So I took a cab back home and the next morning you were like, I'm so sorry. Don't hate me. I'm coming over right now. And you can't, you got Smoothie King because we really- Was
1: that when you lived in Royal Arms? Yes, Yes. Yes. I lived
0: in Royal Arms apartments and you got Smoothie King and you came over and you were like, my phone died, but I am so sorry. I, cause you obviously got like all my messages the next day. Like, where are you? I'm trying to find you. Blah, blah blah And I just remember thinking like, people don't do that. You know, like friends, even, even good friends sometimes don't take the time to do that, to be that kind of person to say, like, even though it wasn't your fault, cause your phone died, you couldn't help that your phone died. Yeah. But you said, I, you know, I want to show Lindsay that I care and I'm sorry. And you came over and brought me Smoothie King and obviously everything was fine. It wasn't even that big of a deal, but I just remember really feeling then like, wow, like I thought she was a good friend before, but you, you really are. You're, you're a great person. You're a great friend and you deserve everything in the world, girl.
1: Lindsay you're so sweet. First of all, um that's the nicest thing ever. Um and and second of all, I have watched your journey the past couple of years and you are literally a warrior and so inspirational. I'm so I think this podcast is going to be a really huge thing for you and um I can't wait to tell everybody once you put it all together and I'm going to put it on my Instagram and I want everyone to you know to watch it and um be inspired by you and your amazing story. But I I think so too. We being, I, I've been through so many one-sided friendships and we've all been really screwed over by friends in our lifetime. And I think the value of, of now, I mean, look, 14 years later, you and I are like, I could not talk to you for a year. And then we pick back up. That's a friendship. That's like a sisterhood, you know, we're family. And I, you know, met you at what, 19 years old. So, um, yeah, my, my parents always instilled in us. They're like, again, I've, I've also, I've pushed away friends cause I'm going through a bad time. I have not been a good friend many a times to people and, and seeing what that, where that's gotten me and learned the hard way that, you know, cherishing friendships and treating people with kindness and loving them is goes way further than, I mean, that's like that. That's what makes you have forever lasting relationships because romantic relationships are great, but they also <laughs> come and go and oh, you got to yeah. have Atlas, you got to keep your friends. And that's, I learned that the hard way as well, but Um. Just thank you for uh, your message to me. It was so sweet. I almost started crying when I was. She said she asked me to be on her podcast, but in in like the the longest, nicest, sweetest way you could ever ask somebody. Where you could have just been like, "Hey, you want to be on my podcast?" And I would have been like, "Yeah." But that was a really sweet message. But I'm so honored.
0: I I just wanted you to know that I I value you as a friend, and that's it. You know what I mean? Like I don't value you in any other way beyond that and um why am i tearing up by saying that <laughs> i'm tearing up too i'm like sorry no but i just i love you i miss you you're incredible and i just i never i never want you or anybody to ever think that i need anything more from you than just being my friend you know yeah. what i mean so that's yeah, why it took me a while to ask you to be on the podcast because I'm like, I don't want her to think that I just want her on because of everything she has going on now because that's yeah. not
1: why. And this has been a really good test for, for me in my life as well, um, how important it is to keep those no matter how good or bad, whatever is going on in your life, sometimes when you're at the top, everybody gravitates towards you and it gets really, it will really mess with your head. You know, a TV show is great, but all this could go away tomorrow. And I mm-hmm. still, I like your real friends and the people who have known you for years and years who don't care what you, like, they're proud of me, but you know, I've seen people come out of the woodwork that I know don't like me for me They're They just, it's a status thing and you can weed those out really quickly, but it's been a good trying time. I've actually come even closer with friends like you that I've known, you know, for years and years and years. And I'm like, those are the people that are my people. You know, those are the people that I want to be by their side and then by mine for uh, forever. Cause we all loved each other when we had nothing going nothing. on. And those are the real friendships.
0: Absolutely. And I got you girl. And I know you got me. So yes, thank you I so will. much for being on here.
1: Well, thank you for asking me and kiss those little babies. high, or kiss the babies and tell David. Hi, I will. Hun. All right. Love you.
0: Love you. Thank y'all so much for listening to this week's episode of Failing Awesomely. If you enjoyed the show, I would be so blessed and honored if you would subscribe and leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you have friends and family who you know would enjoy the show as well, it would mean the world to me if you would share the link to the episode or take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram. If you haven't had the chance to listen to Rachel's amazing music, I will have all the links in the show notes to hear her beautiful songs and to follow her on Instagram. All the things. They'll be right there. Be well, sweet friends. Be awesome.